Good afternoon. Welcome to the Royal Vauxhall Tavern in London, where we are here to talk about... Welcome to everybody who is listening live on the podcast broadcast or is listening later. And of course, the 250 uh, men and girl that are in the audience today <laughs> at the Royal Vauxhall Tavern. Can I just say, is anybody here a fan of Madonna? Is anybody here on their own? Is there anybody here who's heterosexual? Get out! Is there anybody here who is heterosexual and on their own? Okay, I was going to say, because you won't be by the end of the day. Here we go, right. Celebration, Madonna's greatest hits album from 2009, technically her third, which was released on September 18th of that year and marked the final release at the time for Warner Bros. Records. This album contains 34 tracks, including her first single, Everybody, plus two new tracks, Celebration and Revolver. Madonna's certifications are woefully out of date, and the only accurate worldwide one we have at the moment is from 2010, a year after the album's release, where it had already shifted 4 million copies around the globe. We're going to talk about where Madonna was in her life at the time of its release. We're going to discuss that fantastic photography and artwork and design, and those two new songs, four new songs if you count the limited edition version. With only one hour available to us today, because some of us want to be dancing to Madonna, we're going to discuss only the songs on the single CD release, that's the 18-track version, but we are going to get the memories and thoughts from everybody here in the audience, including Ian, who won the quiz earlier on. <laughs> And we're doing that all live. So for now, sit back, relax. Everybody, spread the word. We're going to have a celebration all across the world, in every nation, as we go inside the groove. Wow, this is so amazing. For anybody that's listening at home or listening uh, afterwards, it's so astonishing to see, I've not seen this many gay men looking at me since the mid-90s. Um, it's, it's really quite, quite a fantastic feeling. I have to be careful, my husband's over there somewhere. Uh, my, my current husband. Um, so, my name is Edward Russell. I'm the host of Inside the Groove, which has been running for two and a half years, two years, something like that. Two and a half years. And I, I, you know, I read the statistics and I see that people listen to it. But I can't believe you're actually all here and you are real people. Although some of you use Madonna strength filters, I can tell, looking at your, your, your photos in real life. Um, to introduce myself, so I, um, I work in TV, I work in drama, currently working on Casualty. One of my episodes is going out at nine o'clock on BBC One tonight, so do tune in. Um, I'm also a music producer on the side, um, and I'm also a podcast host, and I'm a Madonna fan. I'd like everybody on my panel to introduce themselves. My name is Jonathan Daniel Price, also known as Garson John as my internet pseudonym, and I'm a photographer, mainly working in fashion, shot for the likes of Vogue and Vanity Fair, and I am a Madonna fan. Uh, my name's Pete. Um, I have an also known as I am the Bear. Uh, I'm a graphic designer and art director, which is lovely to hear every time it plays out. I get a bit of a thrill out of that. Um, I've worked with Edward on and off for the last year, but purely because of the podcast, and it's been awesome. So, yeah, I, I make things look pretty. That's about it. Hello, everyone. Um, I'm Lucy O'Brien, and um, I'm a music writer. Um, and I've been told to put this microphone on my chin. That's why I'm doing... <laughs> it feels really odd. <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically, um, I uh, wrote the book. So I wrote um, Madonna Like an Icon, which is a biography of um, our wonderful goddess, um, and I write a lot about women in music and um, uh, have written for Q and NME and currently Mojo, and I'm an academic as well. And it's lovely to meet you all. 
Hi everyone, I'm uh, Mark Andrews and uh, this is my book, Madonna Song by Song. Um, and uh, I used to work for Smash Hits, so uh, Mad Madonna, Madonna and I, we go kind of way back, back to Cam, but that's another story. Um, and uh, I also have the book, in case you're also a fan of Carly, I've got Carly Song by Song as well, so that's, I've written that too. Yeah. Wow. And of course we have Ian, our uh, competition winner, joining us later as well. So before we go to, uh, just to talk about celebration, I'm going to let you in on a secret. Jonathan here was within spitting, oh, he didn't spit, spitting distance of Madonna only a few weeks back. And I'm going to have to get that story first. Jonathan, tell everybody how you almost, well, pretty much did meet Madonna. Well, I really wish it was some kind of uh, photo shoot or a close working experience, but unfortunately it was purely fan-based. So a couple of weeks ago, I was in LA for my friend's birthday at the Honey Dijon gig. And there were rumblings at the beginning of the night that Madonna might show up. Now, of course, nobody believed it until th this word spread across the gates. The interesting thing, it was, a, it was a, a sort of straight club, I guess you might call it. So it was about 50% straight and 50% gay. Straights did not give a crap about it. They were like not, not caring at all. But obviously all the gays were like, hmm, is this true? And so there was an area at the back which was called VIP but was not roped off or segregated in any way. So we went up. And it was like, you know, this distance, it was, it was uh, very fun and nice to see her incredibly relaxed. She showed up with about four or five people. Uh, you know, she was dancing, she was drinking there for most of the night. And then at the end of the night, we piled out of the club and a Honda Civic pulls up and she's sitting in the passenger seat. And we were standing right outside and my friend was like waving like, and uh, she didn't look up. She didn't look up, so just drove off. Uh, because you work in fashion, I know you'll be really discreet, but we're all going to want to know this. How did she look in real life? I thought she looked great. I was, you know, all the filters were never sure exactly what was behind that, but I thought she looked really good, but, um, you know, as sort of as we think she might look, but, but you know, it was the Madonna that I recognize. So, yeah. Good. I'm good, good, good. So, if you've been listening to the podcast since September, you'll know that we've been working through each album, and uh, Lucy has been talking about where Madonna is in her life at that point. And these two guys have been talking about the design and I've been talking about the music. And we have now reached the point where we're on her greatest hits album, Celebration, from 2009. I know for lots of people that's kind of a, a benchmark in Madonna's career. There are people that haven't quite engaged with the music after that album quite so much. I can see some people nodding, actually. And for lots of people, it's the jumping on point. So we are going to honour and respect that moment. And we've got so many exciting things for you to uh, listen to and take part in today. Um, so I'm going to go to Lucy first of all. So 2009, uh, Madonna, where was she in her life at this point? She was at a really difficult point. It was a real transition um, era. She just left Warner and um, uh, Celebration was her last album on Warner. Um, and not only that, in her personal life, she was going through a real crisis because she just divorced um, Guy Ritchie, um, and it it wasn't it was very public, and it had been all over the papers, um, and in lots of ways she'd been humiliated, um, and the ageism that you see uh, that that kind of um, pursues her now was was really in place then, um, right from when she turned fifty, so she was battling it out. Um, but what's so great about celebration is it actually says. Um, it doesn't matter, it doesn't really doesn't matter how old you are or, you know, actually it's a plus because look at everything you've achieved all those, through those decades, you know, the proof is there, let it speak for itself. And the album was incredibly well received and well reviewed. Um, and because it, what's so great about Madonna, and I know a lot of you have probably been to see her live, is the way she reimagines all her back catalogue. So you don't just get... Um, she's doesn't. She's not a legacy act. She'll come out and she'll reimagine it, and she'll do it in a completely new and exciting way. You know, I. I some of you who went to see Madame X at, at the Palladium. I mean, astonishing, astonishing the way she reimagined um, Frozen. You know, and the visuals. Um, so she's constantly questing and pushing. And her work is just ripe for remastering and remixing. And she's so bold with the way she allows people creative expression there. She's still reimagining Frozen. 
So, Mark, your book, Song by Song, is just... Um, I'm going to say this slightly crude because you said it yourself on the on the podcast. It's a toilet book, isn't it? You, you just want to read it when you're on the loo because it lists every song in order of when we first heard it. So as our expert, I want you to talk about the, the new songs that we got on uh, the Celebration release. Thank you. Uh, so, look, I'm such a fan. I brought my CDs along with me. So uh, just I'll, I'll mention those in a minute. But, uh, I mean, just as Lucy said, I mean, uh, Celebration was her last release for Warner Music, so end of an era. And also the first new music that she's done since she divorced Guy Ritchie. And I think you kind of get an idea of where her headspace is at, even just from the titles. Celebration and Revolver. <laughs> and I mean, it's no coincidence that, you know, Revolver was the name of one of Guy Ritchie's movies. And I mean, Madonna puts a lot of codes in her lyrics and her titles. And I think that's one where the, uh, it doesn't need to be coded. It's kind of so obvious. But uh, Celebration, the first single, there it is there. Um, it was a Paul Oakenfold track, uh, the pr producer, DJ, remixer. Uh, it's a trance track. We heard it just a little bit before. It's not bad, but this was 2009. And I think when it came out, it, it kind of sounded a bit 1999. And I think Warner Music obviously very cleverly realized this. I mean, these are obviously the same clever people who said to Madonna, you know that song Vogue that you want to have as a B-side? We're going to save that for later. And uh, so these same clever people, they said, let's get Benny Benassi, who works together with his cousin Ali, and let's get them to remix this track. So they did, and they did an amazing tr version. Hopefully we'll hear that later, because on big speakers, that just rocks the place, that version does, yeah? And uh, so the, the video was cut to that track. Um, uh, it was... Um, it was a number one dance hit. It uh, was nominated for a Grammy. It lost to this upstart you may have heard of called Lady Gaga. With, uh, <laughs> with poker face, with 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 a song called Poker Face. So I want you to remember that. Um, but if you were watching Eurovision uh, recently, you would have seen they had uh, during one of the semi-finals they had this big tribute to Italian dance music, and they had Benny Benassi was kind of the climax of that, and he came out and he did his uh, satisfaction track. You know, the ones get my satisfaction, and then it suddenly goes do 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 do, and the place just went bonkers, kind of as it should, and. Um, I mean, that's the energy, that's the vibe that they brought to that mix, and that's why it's, it did so well. It's Madonna's last top 10 hit in the UK, can you believe that, Celebration, which is kind of frightening, but it was a, a great tune. And I mean, I know we're talking about Celebration, but you know, obviously the new compilation that's coming out, the Finally Enough Love, the 50 number one dance hits across 40 years, of course, that's on there, because as it should be, I mean, it's a, it's a great track. So that's Celebration, and... Uh, there's Revolver, uh, as you can see, the second one. Um, whereas Celebration gives you an idea of where she's going to go sonically with her next record, you know, that sort of EDM dance space kind of thing. Lyrically, it's where Revolver is, and it's kind of a nasty, bitter, angry, not happy, you know, divorcee kind of space, you know. I mean, the original, it was originally called Die Happy, that song. And... Um, it failed to chart in the UK and the US, which is, I think, probably the first Madonna that that ever happened to. Um, there were remixes. Paul Van Dyke did a remix, a trans version. Tracy Young did a very circuit party remix. But luckily, very those clever people at Warner Music got uh, David Guetta on board, and he did the One Love remix together with Afrojack. And it uh, usually, I mean, like this is when David Guetta was super, super shit hot. I hope we're allowed to say shit hot on podcast. Um, I mean, he, he's the one who got Oprah Winfrey dancing in the streets to dance music. I don't know if you remember that. I mean, you know, that was that was a moment. You know, he had Black Eyed Peas, Sia, Kelly Rowland, all those huge big dance hits kind of thing. So they brought him on board. But what he did was very atypically. He did a uh, sort of this kind of loping kind of Ibiza kind of chill out version, which actually lends itself really well to the track and. Um, so well, in fact, that uh, it won a Grammy the next year for Best Remix Recording. So, and that would be Madonna's last uh, Grammy until Tracy Young picked up one in 2024, her version of I Rise, which was really great. Uh, and I know they're the two tracks which are on the actual um, CD, but there's two more tracks we can just mention from that era. There's the one called It's So Cool, if you've heard that one. So that's from about between maybe 2002, 2003, the music, American Life album, somewhere there, Milway's production. Now, he recently called it a failure um, which is a lovely way to talk about your music. Um, and he said he didn't realize that, um, he, he approved it for um, release, but didn't realize it was going to be such a mess. Um, but um, is it a mess? I mean, you can decide. But what I would direct you to instead is the version where 
the demo leaked, and it's an acoustic version where there's no auto-tuning. So you can hear these very ironic lyrics that Madonna's singing, and it makes sense then, because you know it's you can it's clear, and it, it's that's the version to listen to. I'd recommend. And then just finally, quickly, the last track is another Oakenfold track, "Broken I'm Sorry," which was sent out to Icon fan club members three years later. Again, not a happy ex-divorce. She's not the gay divorcee, that's for sure. Madonna with this one. Um, a lesson that I had to learn that still doesn't mean that it doesn't burn. I mean, it's quite obvious where she's at. That probably, I think, would have made a better second single than Revolver, but obviously it wasn't the case. But there's a great extended version of that. I don't know, maybe it'll be played today, but it's a great extended version of that if you want to hear that. But from this era, the two essentials, the Benny Benassi remix of Celebration and the David Guetta uh, One Love remix of Revolver. And I'm out. I, okay. I always remember um, that Madonna had done the Sticking Sweet tour, um, and it kind of came to like it's like all, all sort of all happening. And then it was announced that she was getting divorced. I thought that's going to cost her. And then it was announced that she'd be taking Sticking Sweet on the road again. <laughs> so that's uh, that's obviously what paid for the uh, the, the, the divorce. Um, of course. One of the standout things about Celebration is that it looks beautiful. It's such a fantastic design. Um, and it's a mixture of photography. You know, this is a perfect example of where the photography and the design come together. Um, Jonathan, you are our expert on Madonna photography. You know absolutely everything. You know, your, uh, your, your ritzes from your helmet. What's your names? Uh, <laughs> tell us about the photography that's used on the front cover, because it's not just a straightforward picture, is it? It's not, but you are setting the standard very high because I have had circumstances where I've got information slightly wrong yes. and one of your fans has corrected me. Yes. So I apologize in person if I get anything wrong. But luckily there's not that much to say about photography because it's really about the reinterpretation of the images. The main photograph of her face we have discussed before in the Immaculate Collection episode, which was taken by our friend Jean-Baptiste Mondino in 1990. It's the Justify My Love single cover shoot, although not that specific look. They shot quite a few looks in that session. The one that we discussed was that like Tom of Finland biker look. Um, these images were also used in the Blonde Ambition Tour artwork. Uh, if you remember, there's also the very famous images of her in gold in the Jean-Paul Gaultier uh, corset. But the, the image that was actually taken with the face is her wearing that chrome pleather top. And that was used in a cover of Harper's Bazaar in June of 1990. And then that's juxtaposed with a different hair. You can kind of see they're, they're sort of sliced together. And that was a portrait by Alberto Talbo from 1987, who also shot the single cover for The Look of Love, which was the, the swimming pool background. And then in our episode, we discussed how it was sort of shoddily cut out with the red backdrop and didn't quite match the rest of the campaign. So that was the same photographer. Originally though, when he created the artwork, it was used with Marilyn's hair from a promotional shoot that she did for the uh, Niagara film promotional campaign in 1953. But as you can imagine, the copyrights claiming around that was too much. So they, they switched it to, to Madonna's hair. But really, it's about the reinterpretation. Well, you'll be pleased to know this gentleman just here was nodding when you said that. So he will not be going on Twitter later to say that you were wrong. So you are, he, he has done his research. Um, we are going out live, aren't we? Can I just check? It's, it's going out. Oh, my God, that's scary. OK. <laughs> um, Peter, you are our art director and graphic designer. Obviously, it's all about Mr. Brainwash, isn't it? I have nothing to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, my favorite fact about Mr. Brainwash um, is that he might actually be Banksy. So um, that's my favourite little bit of knowledge about speak that. Speak up, speak up. Speak up. That's it. Oh. No, you, you, you have to put it on your chin, like that. Where, where Take do, it on the chin. Where, where do I tickle the balls? <laughs> <laughs> Take it on the chin. It does feel weird, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, nice. <laughs> Yeah, it's, um, she's harking back to what American Life did, but finding a fresh new street artist, which was Mr. Brainwash. Um, it's referencing so many other things. Like, it, you can see Basquiat in it, you can see Warhol, Liechtenstein. It, it, it pulls on every strand of her career. So I think when we get to Greatest Hits, what she's done phenomenally, if we ignore GHV2, she creates something that is an uber-Madonna, 
she didn't exist. That version of Madonna, as Jonathan said, it's too, it's a cut and shut. It's, it would never work as Photoshop, but you distress it and you play with it. All of a sudden you've got something iconic. So Immaculate Collection did it so well with a symbol. We've done it this time with something that's so abstract, but we know that's that woman. That's clever. But also the photos in, inside. I mean, we haven't got time to discuss all of them, but they, Jonathan, some of those pictures are classic Madonna shots from over the years. Yes, well, one of my favorites is from the Newsweek cover in 1992 with the gold tooth, if you remember the erotica. Gentleman is nodding, you are correct. Oh, yes. here we go, yeah, okay, yeah, good. Yeah. We've got our um, uh, independent He might be nodding off to sleep, I'm not sure, but. Uh. <laughs> oh, yes, and of course it was used as the single cover as well. Yeah, it's one of my favorite shoots actually, although we had a bit of an altercation on the episode that we discussed it, because I think you didn't like it so much. No. No, <laughs> but I, I loved that, that whole time, and it's this, I think it's the same shoot where she had the cigar, for deeper and deeper so so yeah that was the cover of uh newsweek and it's wayne masser who shot that that was one of the, the one of the larger images inside shall i continue no no peter okay. there's uh, some like this this like jonathan said the ones that are amazing are like the ones that time and effort have gone into so like, i love the the record broken that takes you back to like borderline and early madonna but i can't stand the um it's posterized version of the true blue one it feels lazy everything's so rich and like lovely and then there's this awful sort of posterized true blue reference which how much do you think madonna has an input into the artwork for something like this apparently she paid a, han a handsome amount for this and oh, trust really? trusted him entirely so she'd seen his work around la and then sought him out so i think she, he pretty much got free reign to create wow. something uh, am I allowed to say that I don't like the artwork? <gasps> I mean, to, you are? I, 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 know, I know that. I mean, it's it's a bit like um, the episode of Absolutely Fabulous, but but is it art, sweetie? You know, it's um, <laughs> it just to me, it just kind of looks like you know, I've picked an old Madonna photo and my three-year-old is finger painted on it. I mean, am I allowed to say that or not? It, it just doesn't seem special. It you doesn't seem indeed. special enough for this fine, release, which fine, was you know fine. your final one. I didn't think it was special enough. Sorry. The I thing mean, I will say about that, though, is at the time, I remember seeing that image maybe a couple years before, and it was sort of mid to late 2000s, cool, and the fact he'd already created the artwork of her. So I kind of understand why they did it, but... It's pop art, though, isn't it? It's kind of got a reference to Andy Warhol and the work that he did in the early 60s. I, I see the Basque in it. It's, and to me, that's one of her friends. So I think that's why she warmed to it. Like, if you look at the um, difference between the two covers, the 16 track is very sort of textural it's all of her old singles it's all of the imagery from different um past covers and then the proper two disc one it's the words so you can pick out the lyrics of i think it's like ray of light papa don't preach it uh, to me it has richness and texture but it it's satisfying to a graphic designer so okay. yeah she's uh remixing the visuals as well as the the music so it's kind of matching that Indeed, indeed, very good. Um, we have got so much to get through today. Um, and for those of you that are here in person, I'm really delighted that Lucy and Mark will be signing copies of their book. If you brought copies of their books, they will be signing them. Uh, and if you haven't got copies of their books, they have books for sale. Is that um, right? And, and I have to say, I got a sum up card reader that doesn't work. Ah. So if you've got any cash, that would be brilliant. <laughs> There's a money laundering thing going on here. I'm sure about that. You've seen Ozark, haven't you? <laughs> this is O'Brien. No, we, we can sort that out. Yeah, okay. So um, these guys are going to be up in the corner over there um, shortly. I'm, I'm going to ask you now to, to prepare yourself for that because we've got other guests to bring to the stage. But thank you very much, Lucy O'Brien and Mark Andrews. Thank you so much, guys. Um, I'm going to invite some uh, 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 at least one additional guest to the stage now. He's a real-life pop star. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Aspel. <laughs> Hang on. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Aspel. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Is Johnny around? Where's Johnny? He's... He's gone for a fag, isn't he? He's missing out. Tom, Sorry, Tom, one second. Tom. 
You are, <laughs> you are going to be singing for us later, aren't you? Yes, I am. But before that, there's a connection with one of the other members of the, the panel before we talk about anything else. Yeah, so I met Jonathan um, four years ago. At, um, I DJed at a Madonna's 60th birthday party. It wasn't her personal 60th birthday. <laughs> I wish. And I DJed all night, all nonstop Madonna. It was the best night of my life. And I think I played Isaac five times back to back. And that's how we met. And I mean, couldn't get any better than that. And here we are. It's like a nice full circle and, moment. And Jonathan, you photographed. And I photographed his new album, oh, which yes, is coming yeah. out soon. It's a <laughs> well, cover artwork. Was that what I was supposed to say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. He shot my album cover. He's a very talented photographer. Available to buy soon. Oh, um, do you know what? I've actually got some posters. I might just pop them around. Um, there's a QR code on there, so if you need oh, to... Oh, there's yeah. Johnny, and there's Johnny, California. Here's Johnny. Jo Johnny, Johnny, we'll come to you in a minute. If, uh, but I do like the Dear Jesse reference on the, on the headdress there. Um, <laughs> oh, I just got it. Yes. Oh, now. Pink Lemon. Oh, brilliant. Pink, oh. Um, Tom, Tom, you're going to be singing for us later on uh, yes. today. What are you singing? Do you want to reveal what you're singing? Yeah, I'm um, doing I'll Remember, um, the theme from With Honours. Um, yeah, that's probably my favourite Madonna song. Yeah. Um, is that a weird choice? I don't know. Um, thank you. And Angel. It's... Yeah, because I think she did it once on the Like a Virgin tour. Yeah, it? that's and, it. And that's it. And she's never and she, done it since. So I'm, I'm doing it. <laughs> She's never performed I'll Remember ever, not even a tiny bit of it either. But so. there's a video of the guy who wrote it performing it with a guitar, which I shared with you, yes. which is beautiful. Uh, is, uh, sorry, are we boring you over there in the corner? Excuse me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank um, you. So, Tom, very much looking forward to that. What's your favourite Madonna song of Celebration? Because uh, I Remember's not on there. Oh, gosh. Your, um, your, your favourite Madonna banger? Probably... Uh, I like Beautiful Strangers, is that on Yeah, there? yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's accepted. Johnny California, DJ and also producer of Gary Davis's Radio 2 show. Hello. And and our DJ today. Hi. Hello. Hey. <laughs> um, I've got to ask you about Gary. I, I'm a, a big fan of Gary's show. Is he a Madonna fan? Uh, he's a casual fan. He's we not know an active fan. What but... we like to call a heterosexual. <laughs> yes, yes, he's a heterosexual. He has this uh, segment called The Bit in the Middle where he chooses um, a particular favorite track of his. Um, and he's chosen Live to Tell in the past. And he's coming up, actually, he'll be choosing Look of Love. So he's very ah, ballading. Oh, spoiler. Spoiler alert. Mm. What's your favorite Madonna song? Oh. What's your favorite Madonna remix? Well, my favorite Madonna song, all told, is Like a Prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. My favorite Madonna remix. It's going to be include a shit. 12 inch versions? Yeah, yeah. Well, open your heart, obviously. Oh, watch out. <laughs> Do you want to go out with me or not? Exactly. <laughs> uh, Johnny, I'm so looking forward to dancing. I'm going to have a few drinks after all this is done. Oh, uh, and we're going to be listening to you and we're going to be dancing. And Tom, we're going to be singing along to you. Guys, thank you so much. We'll, we'll come back to you later. Thank you. Uh, 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 but for now, thank you, Tom Aspel and Johnny Thanks. California. So we're going to go through the tracks on Celebration now with a few facts and figures. And also, this is where the audience gets involved. However, we have another guest. Now, for those of you who are listening uh, to the podcast and aren't aware, we did a Madonna quiz beforehand, some very tough questions. And we had a winner, and the, the prize they have won is to be on the podcast. So, Ian, I can't see you. Ian, can you come to the stage? There he is. Oh, already pushing his way forward. Hi, Ian. What's your full Hi. name? <laughs> What's your full name? Sorry. Ian. Oh, sorry. It's Ian Macy. Ian Macy. You are obviously a Madonna fan. Uh, yeah, since 985. Probably like everyone else here. Yeah. If they're old yeah. enough. <laughs> I have to say, he answered some pretty t tough questions to get this far. Favorite Madonna song, Ian? The Oh Father. Sorry. Oh. Okay. It okay. can't be one, can it? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I mean, no one would dis dispute that. Um, what we're going to do now, these three people here on the stage are going to give me, you've got a minute each when I go to, I'm going to go with each song that's on the 18 track version of Celebration. <laughs> You've got about a minute to talk about the song in whatever way you want, whether it's the artwork or the photography or the first time you danced to it or any memories that you've got about it whatsoever. But to make sure that everybody in the audience gets involved, I'm inventing the Madonnometer. Now, this is where you give your cheer to show 
how much you love the song. I'm going to test it out first of all. I'm guessing you're all going to feel this. Give me your cheer for Like a Prayer. Now give me your oral appreciation for Hey You. Some hey, some hey you fans in the audience. So you get it. It's a sliding scale. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try that a, a, a bit further. Um, uh, you'll see. Frozen sick kick remix. Somebody likes it. Lady, lady in the corner in sunglasses with long blonde hair. She, she seems very, very fond of it. Yeah, lady over there in gloves. She's gonna do another. She's gonna do another one. No. Uh, Okay, so we're going to go through each track, and I give you the title, and I want your Madonnometer uh, ranking. It's nice. Uh, you all look like a bunch of rankers to me, and it's, it's nice that we can all rank together after two years. So I'm going to go to the first song. Ian, I'm going to come to you to your thoughts, first of all, and I want you guys to give me your reaction to Hung Up. Clearly a firm favourite. Okay, released on October the 17th, 2005. It reached number one in the charts. Famously has the sample of Abba's Gimme, 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 A Man Up to the Midnight. Ian, what can you tell us in a minute what you feel about this song? Oh, just another amazing reinvention from Madonna. Um, you know, we'd had uh, music previously. American Life, unfortunately, wasn't so popular. And it was a case of is Madonna losing her way with the general public? You know, as a fan, I want the general public to love Madonna. And I had friends that were sort of um, not hardcore fans, but I played them hung up the day it was released. And I remember one friend hearing it and saying, wow, that's, that's going to be a number one. And uh, my partner who's here tonight, um, I think that's his favourite Madonna song. Where, where's, where's Ian's partner? Uh, Gordon over here. You like, you like, uh, you like hung up? Yeah, yeah, loves it. <laughs> I have to say, it's got Madonna's best mid-late. I mean, she's the queen of mid-lates and bridges, but I think it's the best one ever. So yeah. I think we're going to get a recital of the mid-late. So uh, here we go. I can't just keep waiting for you. I know that... It'll be late. Well done, guys. Okay. Next song is music. I, I, I'm going to give my story on this. Okay. Okay. It was released on August 21st, um, 2010. Reached number one. I was in a, like a, a towny nightclub a couple of weeks ago, and they played it. And I still knew the dance floor moves. And I did them. I did the slut drops. There is a lot more slut to drop these days. But I still knew them all. <laughs> Peter, Peter, thoughts, memories about this era, that song? I was in Australia and I was backpacking, so I didn't have any sort of wherewithal and it was pretty much on the cusp of the internet. So I heard it the first time in a shopping centre and I was like, that sounds like Madonna. How can that be? And so I hunted down, a, and it was back in the days where you could stand in a booth and listen to it. So the first time I ever heard it was in a record shop in, I think, Cairns. It wasn't even glamorous. Um, didn't have enough money to buy it. <laughs> Pre-credit pre card. And we were stuck there for a week, and I went back every day. <laughs> um, it, I, I mean, it's iconic. One of her best songs. She certainly loves it. Uh, she performed it in Medellin only uh, two weeks ago. Um, yeah, yeah. What, what can we say on music? Okay, next song we're going to come to, want your appreciation for, this is on the 18-track version of Celebration, is Vogue. <laughs> I think they like that one. Okay, that was released on 27th of March, 1999, and it got to number one in the UK. I'm going to just try something now. Before we get to you, uh, Peter, I'm going to just try something. Greta Garbo. Anne Monroe, On the cover of a magazine. Grace Kelly, Arlo, Jean, of a beauty queen. Jean Kelly, Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers, 
Dance on air. Read a fair club. Ladies with an attitude, fellas that were in the mood. Don't just stand there, let's get to it. Strike a pose, there's nothing to it. Boom. Yeah. Oh, guys and girl, thank you so much for that. Uh, I mean, you work in fashion, you must hear this song a lot. Oh, every shoot. Uh, if you work for Vogue, you have to play the song to open the, open the shoot. Um, that was sarcasm. Uh, everyone seemed to believe that. Uh, I'm very glad that I'm not down there having to sing along. God, you're, you're, you're very good, the crowd. Vogue, I mean, I'm sure many of us have so many memories from Vogue, but I'm going to pick an unusual one. So it was only about two years ago, COVID in full swing. I was hiking a Monroe in the middle of Scotland, in the middle of nowhere, by myself. I was feeling quite low. You know, it's a tough time going through some personal stuff. And I was like, is it bad for me to listen to a podcast while I'm climbing a hill? I'm like, I'm by myself. No one's going to judge me. Search Madonna. And your podcast came up. Episode one. Oh. It had just dropped. It was the first time. We didn't know each other. We've met through the podcast. And I was like, bloody hell, this guy is on the ball. The knowledge, the track. I was like obsessed. I think I listened to it twice in a row. And uh, yeah, so that's my... That's I don't know what to say to that, thank you. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Um, right, next song is Four Minutes. Madonna's last UK number one single. Uh, huge, huge internet hit, uh, streaming hit as well. Um, Ian, come to you for your thoughts. It, March 17, 2008, number one. Yeah, I mean, another brilliant Madonna song. Uh, number one for four weeks in the UK. Unfortunately, tinged with a bit of sadness, it's the last number one Madonna ever had. What's happening? What's going on? Um, great, great song. Um, I think it's a shame people say, oh, it's more a Justin Timberlake song. Mm, not sure. I'm just more gutted that Madonna chose to release a song featuring another artist for the first single of the album. Um, but, you know, it, it served its purpose. Number one for four weeks. Um, I still enjoy listening to it. In fact, I really like the celebration version because it's the shorter version. Um, but unfortunately, it doesn't quite reach the four minutes like the original version did. But yeah, love, love that track on celebration. I, I listen to that one more than I do the album track. Brilliant. Okay, next song, track number five on this album is, are you ready, guys? Holiday. <laughs> Yes. Uh, security, there's some drunk people over in the corner there. <laughs> um, January 1984 reached number six in the charts on its first release. Obviously, it was re-released several times since. Um, Peter, thoughts on this song? It's the one that I can still hear today, and I just come out in goosebumps. It's that I, intro. I, I always think I don't like Holiday, and then I hear it. It's oh, like, oh, wow. And I, I, I love it as much as she loves it. So the fact that she closed out two or three concerts with it, and the stuff she's done with it, it's amazing. It's such a base, good song. But yeah, there hasn't been a version that she's done that I don't love. And um, when I got to go to Ibiza when I was 18, it was the year of the Stardust mashup. And oh my God, I lost my brain on the dance floor. It, it, it's, it, the thing about a mashup for me is that it, I feel it emotionally. So it's memories from when I'm seven versus memories that I made a few weeks ago. And to, to me, holiday just, oh, yeah, hot weather, phenomenal. Classic Madonna. Okay, talking, well, these are all classic Madonna. Next track, are you ready, guys, is Like a Virgin. <laughs> this is, again, a song I'm like, oh, bloody Like a Virgin. And I hear it, and it's such a fantastic song and production. Jonathan. I mean, it's an interesting one because, of course, it's so successful that the average general public member, like you were saying, probably will remember that as a Madonna song more than any other, which I think is a, you know, a thorn in her side. But one incredible song. It came on earlier, actually, as we were setting up. And I mean, it's so infectious, so infectious. And my memory around it is my introduction to Madonna when I was about 13, the Oxfam Music in Glasgow, where I was living had a sale of 27-inch singles that they brought in for a tenor. And I bought it, and it was one of the singles. And my memory of listening to it was, this is the woman who did this song, and Cherish, and all of these other singles. You know, you hear it on the radio as a kid, and you don't realize, well, I didn't, that it was the same person. So, so that's my memory, listening to this song and associating it with all of the other songs that she'd done. I'm impressed that your, your first uh, experience was Seven Inches. You were... Uh... <laughs> 
lot luckier than many of us. <laughs> okay, next track, uh, track seven on the 18 track version of Celebration is Into the Groove. <laughs> Okay, July 15th, 1985, reached, of course, number one. Wasn't released as a single in the US. Ian, what can you tell us about this? No, it was released uh, you're, you're as really the B-side of way. Angel. Yeah, yes. unfortunately, but it's still, I think, got radio play in the US. It's still almost regarded as a Madonna single in its own right. Um, but yeah, back to the UK, it was number one here for four weeks in the summer of 1985. And what I loved about Celebration is, don't get me wrong, I love the version on Immaculate Collection. But the version on Celebration was the original seven-inch single, which without is the first all the additional single. percussion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong; I love them both. But what I also loved is with the Celebration double CD, we also got a Celebration DVD, and it was the first time that um, the, the video for Into the Groove, which obviously is a compilation of the film, but just brilliant um, to have that available commercially for the first time was just excellent. Um, yeah, so I like the fact we were going back to the original Into the Groove, although I know it's. It's, I think not the original because I think there's a sort of like a demo yeah, version. So the movie version is slightly different. Yeah, it was yeah exactly. Tracks, but but yeah. great to hear it remastered, and it's to me it's the best and the greatest version. Not taking anything away from the immaculate version that we all hear, but I love the fact that they sort of complement each other. Can I just say I was a bit nervous that we would get a, po uh, a winner to the quiz that would be rubbish. This guy, <laughs> can we hear it for Ian? I'm, I'm now thinking I can retire and the podcast is in safe hands. So, uh, oh, we've got so many tracks to go through. So I'm going I'm to speed up a bit. So 30 seconds of, of, of recollections. I can um, do that. This song, uh, I don't know how many of you feel about it. Perhaps you can give me your oral appreciation. Yeah, I want, I want your oral for this one. Um, song that some of you might like, it's um, called Like a Prayer. Interestingly, the Madonnometer was lower than Vogue. Mm, very interesting. Interesting. And into the groove, yeah. Uh, like uh, number one, obviously, released 3rd of March, 1989. Peter. First time I was aware of her as a person the age that I was, so it's my reference point for who and what she was. So that's where I, that's where I jumped on. Um, it was, it, to me, it was all about the video and seeing, like uh, we've talked about it before in the podcast, like seeing her version of Catholicism reflected back at me. Yeah, it had a huge impression to be able to see that that wasn't the life that maybe she challenged something, she stood up for something. So, yeah, just it did it phenomenally well and it stood the test of time. I, I don't think there's still words. Still sounds fresh today. Johnny, are we going to be hearing like a prayer later? Okay, 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 okay. We discussed which version actually and it's, uh, uh, oh, well, you'll have to wait and see, but it's a good one. It's the sick hicks. Oh, God, God. Um, okay, track number nine is Ray of Light. Should have another little sing along. And I feel like I just got home and I feel. All right, that's enough. Uh, Jonathan, Ray of Light. This is my favorite era. I mean, what a strong song. What astounds me is that it wasn't number one. I think I just can't go over that. No, number two, 27th of April, 1998. Mm. But I mean, beautiful visuals. Of course, the videos mean so much to me as a photographer. And I think it's so complimented the music itself. Uh, Jonas Ackerlin directed the video. Beautiful work. Took them so long to produce, to shoot all that footage and speed it up. It's just, yeah, a work of art. Absolutely. Guys, we're coming to the end. So keep your chatter for another 10 minutes, please. Um, okay, track number 10 is... La Isla Bonita. Twenty fifth of February, nineteen eighty seven. Got to number one. Uh, Ian, it's one of Madonna's favourites. She hasn't stopped performing it. Yeah, but why not? I mean, it's it's great on a tour. You know, you can just she does so many different versions of it as well. Reinvents it, her season plan every time makes it such a, a great piece of a, a concert. So, but yeah, brilliant song, brilliant video. Who can now not think of La Isla Bonita and think of the video itself and how amazing Madonna looks? Um, being a bit of a fan geek now as well, I, I really wish they would release a seven inch remix. It's not yes, available commercially, yes. you know, and come on Warners, <laughs> sort it out. Hopefully we'll get that. Okay, track number 11 is the radio edit of Frozen. Woo! 
Peter. It's in bloody Australia again. Um, <laughs> Speak up. I was in Australia again, um, still backpacking. Um, it was the most, I, I think it stands test time because it's a bridge between old Madonna and new Madonna. So I can hear so much of like, like prayer, the, the heaviness, but then it's moving us into this ethereal stage. So I remember seeing her on an interview where she said, someone said, oh, why is this the lead single? And she said, well, it's the one, it's the one that will bring you in. You, you knew what I was doing before, but it's going, to, it's going to go in directions that you're yet to understand. And that stuck in my head. I thought, what on earth is she talking about? Like, it, it's obviously just going to be an album full of Frozens. It's a great song, but then what it led into, we weren't prepared for that. Indeed, indeed. Track number 12 is Material Girl. Well, not bad, not bad. Okay, Jonathan, this was number three when it was released on the 30th of November, 1984. Before you were released. Before I was released, yes, yes. exactly. Um, I mean, great song, fun song. Not one that I go back to a lot, to be honest, but, you know, no denying what a, a massive hit it was. Another thorn in her side, I think. Uh, you know, that tag has stayed with her. Visually, of course, referencing the Marilyn look and gentlemen prefer blondes and all that has become, you know an iconic experience in Madonna's career, and that was really the start of it. I think that's all I've got to say. Well, and also that look, um, have any of you seen Dua Lipa live? Yeah, yeah. yeah lately. Yeah. So she steals that pink and red look as well for, uh, for physical. So, you know, it's, it's evergreen. Yes, we saw an article pink. recently about all of the progression from that, that look, and, and Madonna obviously was a big part of the... Track 13 is Papa Don't Preach. <laughs> Ian, this got to number one on its release on 11th of June, 1986. Yeah, yeah, great. Number one again. Um, what I love about this song is I was 12 when it was released and I, I bought it. And it just epitomizes to me how good a songwriter Madonna is. She talks about, I'm going to keep my baby. As an innocent 12-year-old, I didn't know it was about pregnancy and pro-life, which is, is great now that I know that's what it's about. To me, her baby was a boyfriend. Her father disapproved of her boyfriend or her girlfriend or whatever, but she was just, you don't approve, but I'm staying. That was Madonna. And what I love is that, you know, that, that is a Madonna song that you can interpret the lyrics different ways. And maybe I interpreted the lyrics a different way because I was less mature or I don't know. But, you know, if you think about it, you could still interpret that song that way. And so that's just my take on it. But the brilliant song, brilliant video. Uh, oh, brilliant it was look. great that at the time. as well. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I had a 12th birthday party and I showed everyone the video because it had just come out that day. And I was like, oh, you've got to watch the Madonna video. And that's my memory of it. But yeah, what a great start to a brilliant album, True Blue. Them, them strings and then boom. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, we've got five tracks left to go. So get ready with your Madonnaometer for track 14, which is Lucky Star. <laughs> Peter, Lucky Star, which was uh, 9th of September 1983, number 14, and unlike Bridget Jones's confirmation, was not the first single by Madonna. Tell us about it. Um, it's one that I discovered retrospectively, but because of it being on Immaculate Collection, you're then told where to go and find the rest of them. Um, it's not one that I was familiar with, but that little twinkle it's just so ethereal and clever and smart and then learning in vogue that it's been remixed and, yeah it, it's the first one that we saw a proper visual for as well so it's it's I mean, where stunning I, video it's where i feel we got madonna and it's the first time that she showed visually what she was capable of and i still love the sunglasses on and off at the beginning and the end it's just really cute okay uh four tracks left uh next one is track 15 express yourself <laughs> Come on, girls. Oh, wow. That was bigger than Vogue. Hey? That was bigger than Vogue. That was bigger than Vogue. Yeah, no, it's not second best at all. I think that might be the highest approval rating we've had so far on the Madonna Matter. Uh, Johnny California, will we be getting Express Yourself later? Oh! Get Shep Pettibone over there in the corner. <laughs> um, Jonathan, express yourself, the video, the song, whatever. Hate it. No. What? <laughs> hey, can you imagine? 
what well, well, an amazing song of course like a career peak and like another redefinition of who she is i love the uh, the arguments we were talking earlier i overheard your conversation about which remix is the best you know and it's, it's a stage in her career one of the songs in which the the single was so different to the album all that stuff and of course again the music video i mean david fincher directed the video beautiful incredible i think am i remembering correctly it was the most expensive one made at the time you seem to know it yeah there we go and uh you know it, what i love also is it references her knowledge of art so metropolis the film uh, the millions of other references within the movie you know it shows her real knowledge and uh you know her caliber as as a as one of the best pop stars in the world okay yeah could not agree more track 16 Oh, watch out. Open your heart. <laughs> Got to number four when it was released on 12th of November 1986. It was originally the follow-up to uh, Papa Don't Preach, but got shifted. Have I got that right? Yeah, he knows his yeah. stuff. Yeah, True Blue was released before Open Your Heart. True Blue got to number one in the UK. Open Your Heart, unfortunately, didn't, but uh, it did in the USA. Well, they've got taste. <laughs> But yeah, open your heart. Um, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I brought, Sorry. I brought the 12 inch. I'd never brought a 12 inch before, but I was curious because on the cover it had extended version 10 minutes, 35 seconds. I was like, how can you make that song? But it's the best 10 minutes you will ever listen to. If you've never listened to it before, listen to the extended remix of Open Your Heart. Um, and I'm so gutted as well that you didn't put the 7 inch remix on because that's got some extra beats in it. But fantastic video. I love it when she does it live. I didn't think I'd ever hear it live again until MDNA came. Slower version, but yeah, I'm gunning for the day she does it live in its original form again. Favorite live version is Blonde Ambition. Um, brilliant video as well, directed by John Baptiste Mondino. I think it was Absolutely. the first video of uh, hers he directed. And uh, yeah, you all love it. I love it. Fantastic. <laughs> Two songs left on this and <laughs> and track 17 of uh, Celebration was Dress You Up. <laughs> Let's give it a go again. Gonna dress you up in my... To your toe. That's a mess, bloody hell. It's like Medellin tour uh, from a couple of weeks ago all over again. Um, okay, this got to number five on the 31st of July, 1985. Peter, dress you up. Are you a fan? I am, but it sort of, it got lost at the time. There was just so many that were upbeat, amazing pop songs that were in, in that ragga. Okay. So how many singles had she brought out in 1985? I'm looking at you, Ian, you'll know the answer. Uh, well, 1985, well, Material Girl, Crazy For You, Into The Groove, Gambler, Angel, and then, and then Dress You Up at the end. But then we also had Holiday again? Yes, Borderline again. you're correct. So Dress You Up, yeah, we had those two re-released, didn't we? It so. kind of got lost, but then the public appetite was that they wanted new Madonna songs, they wanted more Madonna songs. And, and thankfully, you know, that live video was released with it as well, and I think it did get shown on top of the pops. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it, people bought it. Got to number five. Yeah, yeah. Peter, you're and, a fan then. And the album had been out for a year by then. Yeah. Can you imagine? You know, Absolutely. a year that's been out, uh, an album's been out a year, and suddenly a song's released, it still gets in the top five, and quite rightly. Yeah, absolutely. Big fan. Yeah, but it's retrospectively. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I love hearing it now because it feels. It, it sounds weird, but it feels fresh. Okay, so the final track on the 18-track version of Celebration is Celebration. <laughs> Okay, okay, let me let me get some clarification. Celebration album version. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Celebration Benny Benassi remix. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. Uh, Jonathan, coming to you for this one. What is fun is very of the time, you know, it sounds very late 2000s, and of course it sort of sums up a career, how do you define this amazing career? It's sort of, a, yeah, it's about celebration. And I mean, I guess the only other sort of caveat I could add to that is her ability to mix worlds. So at that time, this Balmain dress was everywhere. It's like the dress all of the editorials wanted to use and she's wearing it in the video. And so it's just a sort of savvy, contemporary way of mixing worlds. And I saw some shots recently, they're out there on the internet. There's a whole look that wasn't used in the video where she's got long hair. 
fantastic. Listen, there are so many great songs that aren't on the 18-track version of Celebration. I want to get the Madonnometer of these extra tracks. There's nothing from Erotica, so let's get let's let's get deeper and deeper. Yay! There is nothing on this version of Celebration from Bedtime Stories. Let's get Secret. Nothing from American Life on this version of the album. What do we think of Hollywood? What do we think of Nothing Fails? Okay, another, another great track not on there. Beautiful Stranger. Okay, this lady really wants me to say something from this. Hanky Panky. My bottom hurts just thinking about it. <laughs> okay, guys, uh, we, want, we have got five minutes left, and we want to offer you the opportunity you don't normally get, which is to ask us questions about Madonna, about the podcast, about today's event, where the toilets are, whatever it is you want to ask. Uh, somebody put a hand up and ask us a question. I can see a hand there, yes. Yeah, so gam you're talking about Gambler, and you're talking about why it wasn't ever on a... On, on any other tour. On any other tour. I, I don't know the answer. I know something about this. Is it because it belongs... It's a film soundtrack, so it belongs to someone else. I think... I think, I think the, why Gambler was, has never been on any, any tour apart from the Virgin tour. I mean, what I do know about um, uh, Gambler is that um, apparently Madonna herself has blocked it going on to streaming. Um, that this is this is what was told to me by somebody that knows. So she is not a fan for some reason. Can we have the Madonnaometer for Gambler? Yeah. Okay, so Madonna, if you're listening, and apparently she has been. At least I, I was told that if she didn't like it, we wouldn't still be here. So put it that way. Uh, if you're listening, Madonna, on the off chance you're listening, then I think Gambler needs to get a proper release. Okay, question, question over there. Okay, thank you so much, Fred. That's not a question. <laughs> on, on the dark web. <laughs> At the same time as I get all my drugs and stuff like that. Uh, I'm not going to tell you that. It's all out there. I mean, guys, just do a Google. Honestly, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, another question, yes. Sorry? Oh, best Madonna, right. Best Madonna single that never was. <laughs> no. So we're talking about an album track that was never released as a single. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nobody knows me, but the reinvention version. Peter? Mine's niche. It's stay ninety-one, uh, eighty-one from the. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Mine's niche too. I love time stood still. Yeah. Mm. Um, technically, it was a single, but not properly. So I'm going to go with uh, nothing fails. Okay. Another question. Put your hands up. Yes, you down there in the orange. I mean, if you talk about the ones that we just talked about, I mean, obviously the 32 track version has got Human Nature's not on there. I, I mean, Live to Tell, miraculously. It, I just think it speaks to like, I mean, how many discs it have to be. Like, it, it, it's yeah. not a bad thing to not have everything on. I, I would have liked to have seen Give It To Me on there because that was a big I top 10 UK hit, quite recent. But again, Madonna, you know, left it off, I feel, because then people would still buy hard candy I don't know. but yeah i feel give it to me should be on there okay we've got time for one final question i can't really see anything gentlemen what's your i know you don't i anthony anthony has helped me with facts before so give a big hand of a uh, round of applause to this guy thank you thank you so much thank you thank you anthony what's your question and he's wearing merch yeah <laughs> My favourite officially non-release track. 
Guys, have you all got one while I, I, I think of one? Have you, yeah. yeah. Go on, Ian. Uh, like a flower. Just comes to mind straight away. Um, it's a bit similar. I don't know. It reminds me of I Remember, but just what a waste that it's just sat there in the vaults somewhere. I mean, it's great. By the way, if, yeah, to look up unreleased Madonna songs, just do a Wikipedia search. There is a page, unreleased Madonna songs, and this is obviously featured on there, but written by Patrick Leonard, who's written so many great Madonna songs. And yeah, I'm a bit of a dick. Um, I don't like, if she doesn't like it, I don't want to hear it. We've discussed this before, and it's something to do with like, we don't like our work being seen before it's finished. So I understand why she doesn't want it to be heard because she's a perfectionist. It's not finished. Jonathan, have you got one? I mean, it's a mixture of the two actually because there's some, some demos from the Ray of Light, between Ray of Light and Music that I really love. And yeah, Like a Flower as well is a great song. But I do feel like, you know, she gives us what she wants and I'm happy with that. I, I really like her version of Abba's Like an Angel Passing Through the Room. Yeah. And I'm going to see Ava this week twice. Yay. Very excited. Okay. This That's is really... all we've. Oh, go on. Very quickly. Who do I want to play Madonna? Uh, I know that I want to play Patrick Leonard. Because he's apparently a bit of a twat as well. So, <laughs> typecasting. Oh, any thoughts? Julia Gardner. I... I do, I do like the girl from um, uh, Ozark. Oh no, from Midsummer. I think she could do ah, it. Yeah, I think yeah, she could. Yeah, like Florence Pugh. Yeah, Florence Pugh. Yeah. Any, any, any thoughts? Any Honestly, I haven't got any concrete thoughts. Just as long as it's someone who's a good actress, you know. Let's just make sure this film portrays the life of Madonna and and makes an impact. I mean, I would say to play Madonna, you don't need to be a good actress. <laughs> Are you trying to get shut down? <laughs> if the podcast goes off air, you know that she's, she, she really does listen. Okay, guys. Oh, uh, listen, I can't, oh, I'm going to take questions. There's somebody right at the back there. Go on. Vogue. I mean, it's kind of Vogue as well, but my favorite song is actually Drown World. Vogue. Yeah. I've mentioned my favourite two tracks earlier, so I'm just going to put a random song out there that I just love is Swim from Ray of Light. So before we, before we end, uh, for you guys that are here, just to let you know what's going to happen, Johnny California is going to kick in with the disco very, very shortly. Um, um, we have Lucy and Mark in the corner signing and selling. Lucy is off to cash. I'm sure there is a cash machine nearby. Um, we have our own Inside the Groove merchandise, uh, which is beautiful. Um, guys, if you buy it, it's supporting us, uh, and that would be really helpful because this is not easy to put on. So do consider that. Uh, Johnny is going to play for two hours. Uh, then we are going to bring Tom Aspel on stage to perform for us to Madonna songs. Then we're going to go back to Johnny. We're going to be here till 7 o'clock. So there is a lot to do. If you want to win one of the goodie bags, two goodie bags... Woo! We've got you a goodie bag. Yeah. But so, we have um, gift cards and... Uh, we've, got, we've, got, we've got gift cards and stuff. Do a Madonna pose and post it to Instagram. Tag us in on at Inside the Groove 1. And we will then select the winner. So just make do it outside or inside. Your favourite Madonna pose or something like that. And we'll choose the winner. Um, but for now... Oh, wow. This has been amazing. Um, have you enjoyed yourselves? <laughs> It's, it's not over yet, but if we were to do it again, would you be interested in coming? If we were to do it again in December uh, to celebrate the release of Everybody 40 Years and maybe have a very special guest, would you come? Finally, no, it won't be Madonna. Not after my comment. Um, finally, what does music do? Thank you, guys. I will see you all very soon. Take care. All right, hold on, hold on. One second, one second. Um, you might not know this of Edward, but before he started Inside the Groove, he'd never listened to a podcast. So 
He has no idea what he was shooting for or what he was aiming for. Um, I think a lot of us in this room, Edward helped. He got us through a pretty difficult time. Um, I, I honestly don't think you have any idea of that appreciation that we have for you. Um, but if you just tear the front of that. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you. Uh, I love that you love it. Um, I love the real-life friendships I've got with these guys and, and every one of you. Just have a brilliant time and dance and sing. Get up and do your thing. Thank you. <laughs>